The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. She had dumps like a truck, 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 thighs like what, 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 baby move your butt, 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 what? I'm thinking it again. again. <laughs> she had dumps like a truck, 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 thighs like what, 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 all along. <laughs> Let me see that now. Well, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. I am for real. Uh. How does it feel? Ooh. Get into it. Ooh, do you remember those fucking love handles on D'Angelo? Um, it's my life and it's now, now or never. She's so lucky. Oh, wow. She's a star. Oh, wow. She cry, cry, cry. from a lonely Oh my God, from last week to this week, what a change in Britney Spears. But don't worry, we're not just talking about Britney Spears today. We're all talking about in the year 2000. <laughs> I, and Holden apparently said that, that he sang that on the Whiz Brew in the year 2000. <laughs> the year there was 2000. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is, I can't, every time I think about the, the number 2000, <laughs> I think of... Conan O'Brien um, doing that segment on uh, the Conan O'Brien show. And we were all yellow. Oh, that's not how they sing it. <laughs> it wasn't me. I said it through the yeah, window. It wasn't, it wasn't me. me. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good one. So now that just makes me think of Lil Nas X, where Lil Nas X, where, well, that's current nose, not 2000. <laughs> but he was like talking about like people giving him shit because young people, quote unquote, shouldn't listen to his music. And he's like, everyone was walking around singing It Wasn't Me when we were all yeah. 12, 13 years old. I love, too, with his new music video coming out, he was like, hey, just want to send the memo out. This ain't for your kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, so funny. Just like, hey, just want to remind y'all, parents out there, like, just before you get all fucking mad at me for no reason, this isn't for your kid. You kids. <laughs> no. But uh, you but know what wasn't form. also? The real Sim Shady, please stand up. Oh, Sim Shady! I was such a huge Eminem fan at this time. I think there were some devil, devil. Even I, by the way, around this time with that album release, I was like, all right, can we maybe drop these, uh, not the kind of F-bomb one normally thinks about, can we drop these other ones and like, do we have to? Does you're so good at rapping? Does it always have to be about in this that? one lane yes. of like 
you know, like being awful to people. Anyways, <laughs> but even, but that said, I was a huge Eminem fan. And by the way, we're talking full party holding at this point. I mean, I am in what ju- is it? Junior, senior this is year. Oh, yeah. Let's let's year. do the, let's do our jump back. All right. So this is your <laughs> yeah. senior year, Holden. Please th- give us set up the tale of your year two thousand. So I graduate two thousand one, right? So that I'm class of two thousand one. So this would have so, been. This would have been like junior year ending yeah. and senior year beginning, yes, right? Which was correct. the shit because if you remember senior year, I don't know about you guys, my senior year, we got to leave campus for lunch. Whoa. And um, my mom's such a host. And it was really funny because we definitely would most days during senior lunch break uh, go straight to my house because I lived like a five minute drive from school and chain smoke cigarettes, <laughs> and my mom kept the freezer. I can't believe she did this night. Like, I would never do this for my son's kids or friends or my kids' friends. She would le- she would purposely stock the freezer every week with enough frozen lunches for like everybody. Oh, that's whoever- so nice. Yeah, it was like amazing. But what's so funny was what a slap in the face. This is exactly the situation I'm in right now. My mom, so sweet. We, so evil. We're literally <laughs> like going there to smoke our cigarettes, which I know she hates, and we're there to just be bad kids. I remember there was a couple times, at least she one time, my buddy Ben. Cigarettes? No, that's the thing. Oh. Like, but she wasn't there because they were both they were working. Oh. They were at their job. So, oh, the worst is if they did decide to like randomly come home and we don't have to. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! And like throw <laughs> the cigarettes. Yeah. But also, I remember my buddy Ben Epps uh, was so funny because he was a bad kid. He ended up skipping a grade, and I will get into this. Okay, because he was a bad kid at he ended up going to public school. Was like Uh-oh, really you know school. a bad kid during these years. <laughs> We're smoking. I know, right? Because public school is hard, right? Horrible and evil. No, I was jealous actually. Public school represents way better situation. Whoop, whoop. But he uh, was just doing ton like way more drug. Like he was tripping acid at school and just being like crazy. And so they end up putting him into a sort of summer like military school almost, and had to take classes there. And because he took classes there, he ended up skipping a grade, and he was in. Queens College at this point. So he is a college kid all of a sudden now with like way more freedoms than he should have because actually he's the worst of us, like in terms (laughs) of being a bad kid. But I remember at least once he showed up and like got us all stoned in the middle of the day. And like, you know, because he was like at college, like he was like partying with his bros in his college dorm at this point. It was so surreal. It was so weird. Like all of a sudden, my friend Ben, Ben, who's technically I think younger than me, was like a college kid uh, way early. It was so bizarre. Anyways, that said, I mean, I am just getting hammered. We're playing in the band. It's very fun. And um, uh, I'm just drinking the pain away, I guess, at this point. I'm interested to see what big news stories happen because I'm... Uh, it's all kind of a, uh, to me, like, just a haze of yeah. just... I'm, like, doing the full, like, get me out of Charlotte, What whatever I, whatever I need, whatever drugs I need to ingest in order to, like, forget about the pain of existing so I can just go somewhere else. Also going to concerts and stuff. I mean, definitely. And starting to think about college and like visiting my buddy Christian's older sister at college and seeing what that was going to be like getting a foreshadowing. My brother's at college at this point too, right? And I think I visited him at some point at UNC Chapel Hill around this time. And again, was like, oh my God, all you do is like listen to fish and smoke weed and eat (laughs) wings in the middle of the day. Like this is amazing. Like do you even go to class or is it just a facade, right? Uh, so anyways, I think that's where I'm at. What about y'all? All right, I'm 
junior, senior year. What were you guys at? So for me then, if you were a senior, I would have been a freshman. So this year was transition from eighth grade Ooh. to ninth grade. Actually, honestly, I, I don't know about y'all, but middle school fucking sucked and I was way happier to be in high school. Yes. Well, this was my last year of middle school, so I'm still in middle school. Nightmare. <laughs> eighth grade, nightmare. a wash. Yeah. Eighth oh, grade yeah. just wanted, I just wanted to be dead every second. <laughs> but at I least- I agree with you on that, by the it, way. But it's, what's insane is that different from the last one that we just did in 1998, in the year 2000 is when I was starting to, all right, so we've had a couple of years of listening to like the boy bands and, and the Britney Spears and trying desperately to get into it. But then there starts, for me, the big new metal phase in my uh, life. And this is when I started because this is the year that Papa Roach is, this is my last resort. <laughs> and that is when, like this is, and this is also the year when Bye 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 comes out. So this was a big transition year for me as well when it comes to music, but yep. out of popular music into different popular music, but subculture, quote unquote, popular music, even though now looking back, realizing that, it was all the same monoculture. <laughs> same exact for me, but it was punk. Like I see that Green Day's Minority is on this list, and yes. I was like, I wanna be a minority. I liked Nimrod a lot. Actually, I was like kind of done with Green Day for a minute there because they were like my number one for like three years. Like I think all through middle school, they were like my number one band. And when you get so obsessed with something, you kind of turn on it after a while because of you're course. just like, I can't hear this anymore. But Nimrod brought me back. Uh, legitimately a great, great, uh, but I think, the green, you know, I'm sure people disagree with me who are younger than me, but I think it's the last great Green Day album. Yeah, so like, but it was a good time for, be, for like, right, again, it was still, it was still monoculture, but it was like, because I wasn't really into any actual subculture, but I was into punk and identifying with things that were slightly less mainstream and that and this was the similarly from 1998 to 2000 here I was I actually was as I was looking at pop culture shit I was like I was less of a total hater but I was still like a, I don't like what other people like I right. have to like what only what I, punks I, like. I definitely prided having in my opinion like a unique interesting taste of music and in hindsight it was like so not that <laughs> but I will say great time to be an outcast fan baby I remember I mean I am Dude, so many memories, too, are just listening to Equimini, driving around. I know Stankonia, I believe, is the album that came out this year, but listening to Equimini, driving around, like, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> going to get Jack in the Box just with a fucking fat bowl passing around the car. Like, that was what we were doing. We were just literally like, fuck it, let's just drive around and just... And this is what I was going to say about why I realized I think middle school was so bad besides just the awkward puberty stuff. It also is just this intersection in our childhood where, like, we have the least amount of everything. Like, we have the least amount of freedoms, but we're, like, not allowed to be kids anymore. Yes. Like, we're just so tightly wound because... There's like nothing really for us in terms of going out and getting entertainment besides maybe the movies, right? Like, yeah, there's just yes. not. We're just we're 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 kids without a without a place. All of a sudden, like in high school, at least you kids start getting cars, you start getting better curfews and just more freedoms, right? And then you know it's just that weird intersection of like you're an adult, but you're not. Yes. You know what I mean? And just how shitty that was. You're like, well, fine. If I'm an adult, then let me like not have to just be at school or home 100% of the time. But like, or let me be a kid. Yeah. Or let me play on a playground and like 
play with action figures, but no, no, no. Shame, shame, shame. That was one of the things I remember from middle school. I forget how late. I mean, I was a late bloomer in a lot of ways. And one of my saddest memories I remember was uh, my mom packed up all my action figures while I was like not home that day and like <gasps> packed them all up and put them in like the attic, essentially saying like, you're done with this. That's This mean. is not for you anymore. Wow. I know. And then I pulled and I felt deep shame about it, but I pulled some of them out and played with them one day and then hid them under my pillow. And I came home like... Uh, or came back to my room later and they were pulled from out of my pillow and placed on the bed essentially saying like like I know what you've done as a child. <laughs> oh. And I felt so embarrassed that I was still playing with action figures but like what am I supposed to do man cuz I'm just like home I just either let me enjoy the joy of being a child or 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 let me um fuck I don't know what <laughs> you know, let me let me just stay out to one. Like, give me one of the other. Yeah, or let me sit and listen to country grammar. I'm going down, down, baby. Yo, dear Range Rover. Oh, Roll. my <laughs> goodness. Baby, got ready to let it go. That was, I loved country grammar. <laughs> I forgot grammar. about country grammar. But I also really wanted to be, because talk about, yeah, it's that middle time period of that, like, I wanted to be then smoking weed with my friends in a car. And yeah. that was, I mean, eighth grade for me was okay, when I so started were, doing that. I was a little later than that on you, uh, but good for you. Good on you. I was that was the best way. That really was the time. Uh, as soon as you started smoking weed and stuff, getting dependency on on uh, drugs, which is a terrible thing, I guess. But at least like that just, I feel like for me that that said to me, like, it's okay. There's more than just like the homecoming dance and like the collared shirts and the dumb shit that we have to sit through every single year, every single day. And there's like, we can actually just like jump off of this crazy spin and rock for a little bit mentally. Yeah. I, I, I honestly wish that I had gotten into it sooner because I think it would have been good for me because I, instead I was just like, angry and angsty and I had good friends and I was a theater kid and I had a community. I was like, it was not that bad for me in the scheme of things. Like, but I just was still very angry and I felt very like I didn't fit in and I felt angry at my hometown and I felt just, just, I just did not. And I, I think I could have used a little bit of a release from alcohol or drugs, but I was very sober at this time going sober to the roller rink at this time. Oh, this is, I know, right? Solar at the rubber, God, roller, roller rink saying is exactly roller rink what is it is. Because I didn't know how to roller skate. I still don't. I don't know how to roller blade. And so this was a, that was a big year of I people was going to the roller rink and I could never go. Yeah, and so part like, of that was- That was literally one of five things you could that do you as could a do. child. And that yeah. was, th- and like <laughs> that you could also be dropped off there. So yes. I will say that I definitely yeah. lied about going right. to the roller rink. Um, <laughs> right. And that is how I would start. That's where I would start smoking weed. Because yeah. I'm like, well, where the hell else am I gonna go? So I would just say that you're gonna do it and then you don't do it. And you can't, but like, even then, that was that last, I was the, I feel like my age is the last generation of like, in eighth grade, I did not have a cell phone. Yeah. You could, and so then, but that was also the last point in time that like, I would get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Because then I, my mom's like, I just had no idea where you were. You were gone for 12 yeah. hours. I had no idea where you were. Yeah, went. that was, I imagine was that time when you'd just be Pats. gone for 12 hours. Yeah. You didn't have the cool kids. I, I Well, at this point, I'm in high school. So it's a little different. But I was always at Pat's, whether I was or not. And Pat's was the cool hangout place. Usually, I was actually at Pat's. Because <laughs> his dad, 
I like at least his dad wouldn't party with us, but it definitely facilitated an atmosphere for it. Like he would be, he would always be in bed asleep by like 10 p.m. He knew we, we were, you know, he did, I think he did it actually kind of right. He was a little bit of an enabler, but at the same time, he also was like, do your thing here. Yeah. I'm not going to like check up on you. I'm not going to make this a hostile environment. Like do your thing. I know you're going to drink. I know you're going to do these things. He didn't outwardly say this stuff, but this was kind of the vibe. But like, just be here and do it. Don't go to some horrible Driving place. Around. Especially now, I mean, at least at least there's Ubers now. You yes. know what I mean? But even back in the day, I mean, you there was no option but to drive drunk if you were gonna. Oh my you know, god! So I, I never spent the thought night about at Pat's high school, yeah. being in middle school and high school, and being able to take an Uber. Yeah, what? that would be amazing. That's a, you could take an Uber. Like well, I remember, it's a little dodgy taking an Uber alone as a I guess, or no, you yeah. go with other like you go with friends. I feel like then it would be like yeah, a maybe. certain age because like even just as you're saying this, and I believe that it was probably the year 2000, about ish of Henry and and Henry being dropped off for his first date <laughs> with the girl in the car and I, my mom's driving and I'm in the front just like ah, ah, you know just like, <laughs> like screaming or whatever yeah yeah awesome. um and that nightmare that at least you could yeah. probably take an uber now oh i will 16. definitely have a like yeah but you don't have any money we'll definitely be setting up an account yeah. and uh, yeah, no questions asked Uber policy. Yeah, if I, sure. I, I think parents probably should be like, I right, you have a here is I, I will make an account for you and I will keep like fifty bucks in your Uber at all times. However, if you use it for bullshit, then I'm gonna take it away. I don't know. You, but then you don't want to take it away because you want kids to be safe. At this time, I'm just thinking all we did. I was freshman. I didn't have a license yet. But if you had any friends who were 16, you just drove around. Yep. Yep. You drove around. I was just saying we just smoke weed and listen to a we smoke and I, weed. Yep. Or listen, like yeah. fish. Or yeah, I was listening to like Fish, Junta, uh, um, maybe uh, Pink Floyd, Chocolate uh, Starfish, you were here. and the hot dog flavored oh, water, God, which that. also no. came out in the year two thousand. We definitely stuff. were. We were. Uh, I, my whole group was officially definitely done with new metal uh, at this stage in our lives. We were definitely you're, either you're a jazz jam snorl. bands. Hip hop, yeah, we were, we, you know, we were snooty with music. Um, another kind of interesting contextual thing for me, just personally, uh, seeing uh, American Beauty won the Best Picture at the Oscars, which in hindsight's a hilarious. B also <laughs> means hilarious. I'm uh, dealing with an interesting time with my family. My dad uh, is maybe kind of just coming out of at this point, but might still be in a, a very deep, disturbing midlife crisis. And I remember American Beauty kind of coming out was sort of like this staple for like kind of what my dad was sort of going through. He didn't want to bang a cheerleader at my school, but he definitely was going through a similar-ish thing that the main character of that film was, was going, going through in yeah. these like cookie cutter like situations. And he he was like he lost his job for a while and just was in this kind of clearly in this place where he was like, what am I even, what are we doing here? Like, where am I at? And that was a very challenging time for me at home, especially because like I was alone in that stuff. And that was definitely that kind of stuff where I was like, you got to leave and go to college brother. But I was stuck and trapped and dealing with some of the hardest years for my parents. Like, and that was hard on me, you know, and I'm surprised they made it through it even and are still together. Like it was a tough time. And my dad's now fully recovered. Definitely alcohol was a, was a big, big issue around this time as well in my family with my, with my father. So yeah, it was just a very challenging time at home, but I had like a really good friend group to kind of escape it all with. Uh, so that was really cool. But 
just a weird, weird time. Like I feel like in a holding pattern, a lot of ways for what would hopefully be an explosive college life, which was, but that first year of college was such a letdown. I don't know about for you. I thought like my life was just going to change in so amazingly. And I found myself my first year of college kind of feeling the same as I did in high school, like a loser that's, you know, never got the girl. Like it took another year before I broke out of that. But anyways, this is such a just, yeah, just a fucking wicked time. I think in terms of growing up. And I also feel like I, I, it's interesting having just done 1998 and now doing 2000 because I just feel like everything gets just like a little bit darker. It's like American Beauty, yes. yeah. Requiem for a Dream. Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton Ooh, uh, becoming the like this pack. evil couple. And by the way, uh, also Brad Pitt and uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston get married this year as well. Oh so. man, so for goth celebs. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Remember that? Remember that red carpet where they're like Billy Bob Thornton, Angelina Jolie. They're like snake people, and they're just like, "We just fucked in the limo." Oh, and yeah. you're just like, "All right, guys, like, <laughs> I, I keep a vial of her blood around my neck." And oh, you're just like, "All right, yeah. you vampiresses, we oh, get it. You're yeah. evil." But anyways, it, yeah, it was though. a dark. Yeah, it was a dark time. I think the bubblegum poppiness of the past couple of years was just starting to grate, and and yes. we were. Starting to, it was starting to rear its ugly head a little bit more, and and that, that this is essentially the beginning of what we get to eventually in two thousand eight, right, where we fully turn on our our celebrities, just a and full our crash music. Well, because you also just have to remember, speaking of the 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 growing of it, and I set this up at the top, but this is also the sophomore album of Britney Spears. Yeah, so this yes. goes from ninety eight into the schoolgirl into Oops, I Did It Again, which is, I mean. A vi- another huge sophomore album for like for someone like that, and you can listen to how she does grow and change in that small amount of time. But it is a very different album than uh-huh. well, Lucky, one. right? I think yeah, Lucky. I think Lucky was in hindsight our first view into her actually being a very troubled person. Yes, yeah, uh, that nobody thought that way at all at this point. Like now, I think anybody who's hugely successful we understand the the issues that come with that a lot better in today's society but back then you really did look at her as she's so lucky she's a star you know and never saw the part where she's cry cry crying yeah 
in her lonely heart. I don't know. The yeah, that yeah. is it. Yeah, that is it. Yeah. I, I also, you, st- you, you touched on this earlier, Holden. It's interesting to think about pop culture under the lens of also where you are at this time period because you had said you were talking about the anger of having an older sibling that goes to college and leaves you at home. And that is something that, like, I've had to process in time right. of, like, I part of my anger was that you left. You fucking mm. left me here, and now yeah. I have to fucking deal with it all by myself, even though that is the natural progression of having yeah. an older sibling. Yeah. They're it's gonna healthy leave. that he left. Thank God he left, because it would be very unhealthy for him to stay at home, right? Was Did your family, like, did your parents get worse at least in your mind, after Henry left, is that is that does that maybe happen? Does once they start becoming empty nesters, like Completely. weird shit, they were all right. They just over get weird, me. right? Because that's the thing. Because I think maybe Avery leaving for college, and at this point he'd been gone for a couple of years, but things were progressively getting weirder over those couple of years. I think it's actually is that it's like they start becoming empty nesters, and that's a big spark for a midlife crisis. Because once they're starting to leave, you're like you're. 100% focused reality, your your day-to-day kind of gets ripped out from under you, and then you have to go back to where you were before you had kids and address a lot of shit that you can easily ignore for, like, the entirety of having kids. And then it, all of a sudden, you're back to, like, what do I do to fill the hours? What do I want out of life My, personally? it's time for me to be selfish. Man. They either you know? do that or they latch on even more but and I'm say you're never be, uh... gonna go. I need <laughs> you here. And that is what happened in my house. So, yeah, I'm actually so. glad that my kids are only gonna be a grade apart because I'm like, oh, the younger sibling will only have one year where the other one is gone because I was so lonely. I was like, oh my God, I need another kid in the house. And if, you know, my house was fine, but I just missed, I missed him so much. And I remember oh, just yeah. having my Walkman and walking around listening to Goldfinger, crying, feeling so angsty. You know, it was a lot of angst. And that for me, that was, he didn't, in, in 2000, this was, this, this was great, a great year for me because when I was a freshman, he was a senior and I, you know, he always was like a real grounding force for me, especially socially. And so I was super happy, yeah. super happy to be in high school with him. But then when the next year, 2001, when he left, I was like very angry That's again. <laughs> so funny, MJ, because I had the opposite. My brother and I didn't become true friends until he left. Uh-huh. And he actually needed to go for us to actually, we were very kind of estranged from each other. I definitely felt like an only child throughout. That's why like, I won't be horribly bummed out if we do end up just having this one daughter. Because... I actually kind of understand the the only child thing and like enjoyed aspects of that as much as I enjoy aspects of having a brother. Huh. That makes sense because he was really not a part of my world. He was four years older and our personalities were so different. He was like the athletic one. He was the one with like all the friends in the neighborhood and he rode bikes. I was afraid of riding bikes. I didn't have any friends in the neighborhood. I was a weird theater kid. I was a weird imagination kind of play acting kid, uh-huh. right? So we just really graded. Music was a connector for us even before he left. But dude, I remember the look on each other's faces when he came home the first time from college. It literally like was an unspoken moment of like, we can finally be friends. Uh-huh. We can <laughs> actually yeah. finally wow. be friends. We're not up each other's ass. I mean, we don't live with each other anymore. We're not up each other's ass. And we actually somehow weirdly understand each other all of a sudden. And it was like a really cool thing um and then and then he went through a phase where he lectured me all the time every time i talked to him until he was uh, uh, ha- uh ended up getting fired and had to move back home and that stopped that real quick <laughs> uh, but, uh, 
I remember that. I was like, God, all he does is lecture me. And then, um, uh, yeah, that changed that. I well, can't remember at least, if that was around this time. I mean, not. I know that you were never probably photographed kissing your brother full on the lips the way Angelina Jolie was in the year uh-huh. 2000. She and really I, had a big year that year, didn't she? She had a big year. Yeah, so, she had a huge Yeah, because she won the Academy Award for Girl Interrupted. And God, talk about, man, manic pixie dream girl of all of our dreams. And um, I was trying to look into this to be like, oh, was something, I remember this happening but I was like, it must have been blown out of proportion. But I think simply, they just kissed on the lips. <laughs> and they think of it as just a beautiful moment. And I guess I shouldn't judge. I can say, I give you with 100% That's so weird. I've never no, kissed Henry this on the is lips. <laughs> At a red carpet event? And that looks like such a romantic kiss. Well, that was the thing, weird. too. Wait, is I it gotta like, see it. And people are <laughs> yeah, like, look it up. they're like, he didn't French her or anything. I was like, you're right. But like, they're like, they are like holding each other. And like it, it I, I wouldn't kiss Henry. I like love that. how evil and like on the fringe she was as a character in pop culture at this time. It was really, really fascinating. Obviously, it goes into overdrive. And what, like, when does Mister and Mrs. Smith come out in another like year? Well, or it's two? soon because yeah, this is the weird, year. Weird yeah. Kiss. It's a big, big kiss. It's a big kiss. <laughs> yeah, right. That looks like the most romantic it's a uh, big kiss. kiss. <laughs> her arm is around his neck. It is so romantic. Come on, that's undeniably. Also, dumb. I apologize. She won Best Supporting Actress, but he uh, he said that he kissed her on the lips because she was about to go continue shooting the movie, which I remember Original Sin. Do you remember the movie Original Sin with Antonio Banderas and Angelina Jolie? Mamma mia. Um, and so, so Angelina Jolie was going to be away for a while. So, um, uh-huh. yeah, well, my brother goes on tour as well, and I still don't kiss him on the lips. So I, I don't know. Oh, oh wow. my God. But this, this was the year of Gladiator's release. Yes. This was a Gladiator came out. This okay. Was, oh, Gladiator. Sexually? Oh. Oh, yes. Every <laughs> fucking part of Gladiator. I was so into Gladiator. I, I had the soundtrack on CD that I would listen to, which is just a lot of like, ah, and it was great. And I would just be like, yeah, I'm getting all amped up for battle. Um, but this was also the same year that X-Men was also released. And that was another big sex thing for me as Kinda well. Funny. Because I consider myself a nerd kid, and I definitely was, like, not enthused. Maybe it was just the culture of uh, superhero movies at that time just was not, like, kind of known as, like, oh, these are, like, not the best movies usually, right? At that time, yeah. Yeah, right? And, 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 like, the MCU is not the MCU, in other words, for several more years, right? right? And so every other movie, if not most of of them, were kind of duds, um, aside from, like, Tim Burton's Batman and, like, a couple of big standouts, but... Yeah, you were really into who in X Men? Were you really Yalcha for? Honestly, all of them. All I of really, them. Really, like, I just like, like every single. Halle Berry, every, Storm. Oh I was, yeah, I wanted all yeah, of it. Yeah. I wanted it. It was just, um, for me, that was a big one. That this was a big in my time period of just. I was the horniest 
thing <laughs> to have ever been born. And everything uh. I watch, every as I'm looking through all of these like listicles and everything, everything. That year was a big thing for me with Anna Paquin. I was trying to, I couldn't remember her name. Anna Paquin as Rogue was a big, uh. was, was big for me. I'm having this weird experience looking at these movies and all of these movies are movies I associate. I was, again, in a freshman in high school, but I associate this these are all movies that I think of in my mind when I think like, oh, that movie. I think of myself as an adult. That's funny. Whereas everything we talked about in 1998 is like childhood. Oh, funny. So I think oh, it's funny. like at Whoa. this time, I must have been perceiving myself you... as an adult, you know? Wait, were you also eighth going into ninth? Yeah, this were... was right. It was it was a transition from eighth to ninth. But like, I think yeah, it was- Yeah, I mean, that's the year. I mean, I think it, it really is- legit the difference between middle school and high school yeah and even though it happens in the same year the person you are in middle school and the person you are in high school it is an absolute uh progression yeah it's a change it must mean that i that this is a time that i was right that and, and even in my still current memory that i perceive of myself as like adult current era me relatively connected to current era me whereas like Ch 1998 is definitively child, child you. and now I'm looking at these movies I'm like oh brother where art thou that I feel like that just came out you know like oh I remember God. it yes. you know so one of the things I've been dying to bring up and just waiting for the moment for it because I think that um, you know the, the key word here I think that we're all realizing that changes gradually over time but was definitely this way back then uh, the key word is monoculture and I remember, like, there were so many funny things in our society where, like, you it was like, here's the thing you have to be horny about. If you're not <laughs> horny about, you're weird or whatever. And I was super not horny about it. Or the opposite. If you're horny about it and you're not supposed to be, quote, unquote, then you're also weird. Definitely. Then you're also weird. And for me, that was definitely that infamous... JLo dress. It has never done it for me. It never will. I don't understand the fast, the constant, like the dress. Oh my God, the dress. And I get how it's like very revealing in a way that wasn't seen at that point, I guess. But I just, uh, I will, I, I mean, JLo in general, I, I've never been super hot on JLo <laughs> generally. Uh, just, she's just never really done it for me. Oh, we don't. But <laughs> especially the, I know, right? Especially the dress is like so okay. Like, it's iconic and it should be, but at the same time, I just laugh at these, this era of like these are the things you uh, you find hot. Pamela Anderson, the J Lo dress, the you know what I mean? Like like it was Britney Spears it's as a so school boring. Girl. It's just if like you, and if you don't find these things hot, then you're weird and an idiot, and yeah. it's just like or gay. You know what I mean? And <laughs> it's just I'm so glad I can finally say like. JLo dress never fucking did it. Never understood why everybody was fucking freaking out about it, and was generally, frankly, frustrated at how we, I was kind of told what I needed to be horny about by uh, society and pop culture and the media, as opposed to finding it for myself, which we all get to do very soon as the internet is becoming more and more of a thing. I yes. think it was just because it was we. Were, it was just a, as we discussed in 1998. It was just a deeply sexually repressed time. Not that there wasn't really uh, sexy things like Pamela Anderson, but I feel like it was just a stupid time when we talked about sex in a stupid way. And so Jennifer Lopez showed her chest and some side boob and everyone's like, yeah. you know, because we just had such a, like, uh, uh, again, puritanical kind of like simple, uh, 
you know, the mainstream conversation about sex was like that. And that was why, like, Pamela Anderson, although being very mainstream. I was very horny for Pamela Anderson, though. I will say, like, I was yeah, unnecessarily I mean, horny about her. But still, it was like, so. these are the acceptable things for a guy. You know, the swims, Sports, Illustrated, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition being like this, a wowza, yeah, wowza. Like, every year, it was such an important big deal for you as a guy to make sure everyone knew how horny you were about that swimsuit edition. Or, oh, my God, you might be, no, 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 not. This is so straight. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Or considered that. I, I I thought this came out this year really quick, but it is actually three years from now. But another good example is definitely the infamous Christina Madonna Britney kiss, yes. right? God, As yes. this thing, you have to be horny about this. If you're not horny about these girls kissing, oh my God, you're like weird and 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 strange. But then in the opposite end, there were it was like little things that they were like dipping their toes into trying to become more accepting, like the broken hearts club and i didn't realize that it came out in the year 2000 i was absolutely obsessed with the movie the broken hearts club and that is zach braff dean kane andrew keegan timothy oliphant billy porter justin Theroux, john mahoney in this rom-com that was it was like at the time it was a bigger movie because it wasn't it was like about gay men but not just about AIDS or not just about coming out like it was they are all on a like a baseball team together and they all and it's just about like their time in the city and I was obsessed with this movie because I was like this is the life I want to live this is exactly and I just watched it over and over I mean also you know Tim Oliphant has been that's been one of my forever crushes (laughs) and it was heralded for being one of the first like more mainstream movies that and that's Damn, which is sad. I don't remember this movie at all. Oh dude, you would really like this movie. It looks it, great. It, uh, <laughs> it's it's but like 2000 was such it has actually got a lot of movies because again, this was me 7th grade into 8th grade. You're so starting I was, to watch a ton of movies. I was the, it was the beginning of that, but this is also Center Stage came out in the uh-huh. year 2000, which was a huge movie for me and another one of those would talk about you know i guess not glorifying eating disorders but kind of glorifying eating disorders still it was like yeah the moral of the story was still like you should still look like um what's her right. name yeah you still gotta you still gotta look like that like you still gotta look good though yeah you know and also bring it on was this year and bring, bring it, it on. yes oh what a good movie uh, that I missed out on because that was a girl movie for girls. And since then, I think we watched it not too long ago and I really, really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, uh, totally missed out on that. Uh, and of course, I recently went off, off on Bedazzled. Uh, I definitely have a TV VCR in my room and I'm definitely like getting renting movies just to pause them in certain scenes so that I could <laughs> pleasure myself. But I will say another movie, uh, probably one of the most memorable experiences for me I did this for Jake. I'll do this for you guys, too. I got to school one day. My buddy Jordan came up to me and was like, I just saw one of the most incredible movies I think I've ever seen, um, and I'll go with you after school and watch it with you if you'll go with me. Uh, it was so it was so good. I know y'all didn't see this movie this year. It's also one of those movies that's considered one of those movies you can only watch once. Do you think you know what it might be? <laughs> In the year? This is your blind the, item. The Sixth the- Sense? No. Oh no! With Ellen Burstyn. Which one? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Requiem. Yeah. Requiem for a Dream was that movie, and I oh, saw that I movie know. in the movie theater in the middle of the afternoon after a day of oh, high school. Oh, that I would have and loved to have seen that in the movie crazy. theater. Oh man, it was, and especially having no idea. I was a big <laughs> fan of Pie already. 
but having no idea what the fuck I was in, in for. That was one of the most memorable movie theater experiences of my life. Uh, also, oh, what was the other thing? I w- oh, yes. Yeah. So also, I wanted to talk, too, about sea change. I love when I see a big sea change in culture and in, like, media. For me, it's more on the television end. And we can go back to movies, by the oh way. Oh, my but God. You're going to talk about The Sopranos? Two things. The Sopranos launched the era of prestige TV, Uh and on the absolute opposite end of that spectrum, Survivor and Big Brother debuted. Uh So not only so you have the like ultimate prestige TV launch alongside the ultimate era of like modern reality launch. That's so true. There wasn't any reality TV in 1998. But it started in 2000. I didn't start. I, I mean, you I could started say in real 2003 world, watching but. real world road rules. But I yeah, mean, I don't think world, yeah. I don't think that that sort of ushered in the era. But really, I think it's the launch of Big Brother and Survivor that established what like modern reality competitions and uh, whatnot would become. Did either of you guys ever get into Survivor? No, I didn't get into reality no. shows until Joe Millionaire. And I, which yeah, I, I was, was never a, never a Survivor guy. Never, never. A survivor yeah i never got into it but i feel like it's the kind of thing that i would like to go back and start watching it from the beginning but i don't know if it's worth my time also actually sea change number three this is like such a big year for tv Adult Swim, bitches, Whoa. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That Harvey was already Birdman, by 2000? The Brack Show. Yeah, dude. Really? Like, literally, like, the stoner late night weirdo programming, all indie programming also launches this year. This is such a huge year for the, what will be television in the year, to, in the 2000s. Like, this is a just absolutely massive, like, even television now it was forever changed because of this year with these debuts. Like, really, really wild stuff. Wow. Yeah, and it's interesting because Sex in the City, as we discussed on 1998, had started, and that was also, like, I mean, it was prestige TV in a way because it was HBO, and it was, like, uh-huh. but it, but not like The Sopranos. The Sopranos was no, really yeah, old. No, yeah, not like, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, Mad Men cemented the era of prestige TV, essentially, uh-huh. but, like, Sopranos is what launched the idea that, like, wow, I feel like I'm watching, like, a really good movie in the movie theater, but I'm watching a TV show at my home, and it's, like, 10 episodes, you know? Right. And that really was so novel at the time. Yeah, and I was thinking about this earlier. I was watching that new show on HBO, The White Lotus, and I was like, man, it is crazy how HBO has held it fucking down as, like, not only championing the beginning of, like, real, like, upper echelon of television programs, but has maintained throughout yes. of like big hits. And it's really yes. crazy to me. It's awesome. And I'm so glad it happened because it really, especially for us talking about aging perfectly with something. I mean, it really was the perfect time for me in my life when I'm like looking for something with more depth, something that, you know, that's bigger than like friends or TGIF or you know, whatever. And and so between Adult Swim and Sopranos, and I wasn't really into the uh, reality thing, but you know what? I am now, and I don't know if we'd have Love at First Sight and whatever without fucking Survivor in 2000. Definitely you know? not. Yeah, it was an important shift. Yeah, yeah, and how much change that also that apparently in the year 2000 is when like, Napster came out uh-huh. when yes. the, like the idea of digital like music sharing was beginning and talk about what a difference of like I remember having my like my disc man that would skip constantly with the bye 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 like the no strings attached 
album in it. Yeah. And I remember that being the last one of my CDs that got really scratched by one of those like horror shows CD, like personal yeah. CD players. Yeah, Discmans. And like even my brother, like his car stereo for the longest time was just a Discman mounted on like a li- one of those little like for your car disc man mounts that would like oh, yeah. move with the I had, car. I had a disc man that had like, you put in a specific disc inside of it that would connect into like, you would like plug something in from the radio into the disc man. And then you like play a tape. It was something, there was a tape inside of it that would like make it connect. I don't even remember yeah. what I used to do, but it was, <laughs> it was so crazy. It was so, so crazy. Because I didn't have a CD player in my car. But this also, the year 2000, is like the insane year. We talked about Harry Potter a little bit in the last episode, but this was Goblet of Fire. You talk about starting to get dark. That's also when the Harry Potter series started to get dark as well. And I would say that's also when the Harry Potter series became the Harry Potter series. I don't think it was that until this year. No, I think with Goblet, it, it, it essentially made the case. And also... The movie didn't come out, but they cast, they announced the casting of the first Harry Potter movie in 2000, which means that, like, that's about to start happening as well. So, with Goblet, truly, now people are becoming obsessed. People are dressing up and standing in line for the new book to release, you uh-huh. know, and, and all that. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. And apparently, this is also the same year where Waza <laughs> happened and oh won a bunch god. of awards because of like, oh my god, you sold the beer better than other people sell the beer on the big ball game show. And good lord, the amount of times. How many times in your life have you said Waza? I or just- am I the only one that still says it? So when I was on vacation last week, I was, uh, I don't know how it came up, but was up came up. <laughs> and I think because I must say it enough that Gideon said it or something. And so Gideon and his sister are both Gen X and I'm a millennial. And so I said it and, or he said it or something. And uh, his sister was like, am I supposed to know what that's from? And Gideon like laughed. And then she was like, what's it from? And he was like, Wait, I don't know what it's from. And so they both <laughs> knew, like, they both, like, knew the phrase was ah, but they couldn't remember what it was from. And I was like, am I losing my mind over here? It's from a Budweiser commercial. But then Budweiser I, commercial. I felt like I was the one, like, I felt like, am I in an alternate reality? I was like, I mean, I, I'm. I'm 99.9% sure it's from a Budweiser commercial. Jackie says it every single time we're on the phone with each other. <laughs> like I, all this time I've been remembering this Budweiser commercial, but then I was like, I was like totally spiraling. I was like, 
Maybe, but was it the Budweiser commercial, the one that went Budweiser with the frogs? And I was like, what, what's happening? But then we looked it up and we watched the thing and it is indeed just a commercial so going from person to person saying, what's up? It's 100%. exactly what you remember. Absolutely. And it. it's no deeper than that. Absolutely not deeper at all. (laughs) I think another one of the big stories in in these listicles that we're all kind of using to like remember what happened uh, back in 2000 uh, that I think should be mentioned because it really was now when you think back, you're like, oh, wow, this person was like everywhere all the time in our face to to an an exhausting amount. Uh, Oprah published the very first issue of O Magazine, which essentially means she was at her the height of her popularity I think was during this time I think it begins to fade a little bit and into the 2000s but um, man she was just everybody's everything I mean there was essentially a cult of Oprah at this time and it really you know at all these housewives at home watching the 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 show every single day became she was one of the first people to usher in the like true like lifestyle guru thing right i mean who came before her that was this end all i mean you could kind of say martha stewart nobody was bigger than her at it and they were contemporaries i think it was the same time but martha stewart didn't have the element of like i'm gonna inspire you i'm going to like spark you know it was you do it this way or you're wrong this is how to be you know this is how to make a cake this is how to do this this is how to kind of be this type of fancy person and at at the home but oprah was like i i want to you know i have the secret and you know i've got like let's we're gonna do like a certain way of thinking about success we're going to like we're going to open you up spiritually we're going to get all over the place with it and it wasn't just about like here's how to make a doily you know what i mean it was just very very like it was like she was some people they were just subscribed to oprah and that was their life for a while you know what i would watch the shit out of or listen to the shit out of i mean if you guys did it is a pop history on daytime tv like because i Uh feel like there the 90s it was like it was like Maury and like Sally Jesse Raphael, Jerry right. Springer. Look at Dark Side of the Nineties. That's yeah. that new Vice docu series. Uh, Dark right. Side of the Nineties. Yeah. They get into Ricky it. Lake. Ricky Lake. Yeah, and it was all uh, like was so exploitative me. and so yeah. like just evil. And then I feel like Oprah, even though That's she was also Oprah on during that time, in. yeah, she, she evolved. She swooped in and she kind of f- foresaw that this was had a expiration date and then she started just doing this lifestyle thing that I feel like now a million people do it on Instagram yes, and right, uh, totally. using the internet right she was really I think the foremother of that uh, totally whole movement right. life, lifestyle movement I mean who was really truly doing it at her level before her I, I don't think there really was anybody yeah and, uh, so and you know what I'm gonna say this right now we have Oprah to thank for Joe Rogan so there you go it's all her fault Oprah did it <laughs> I mean, those are the modern day people that are sort of have have maybe they didn't for, think like I need to do what Oprah does. But isn't that kind of the modern day equivalent? People like him who have like uh, hours long podcasts every yeah. week and who are just like constantly like this is how it is to be like a man in, in the year 2021. And, yeah. you know, we hunt and we, you know, cook our own meat that we hunt for and we like are, you know, but we read a lot and we, you know, yeah, gets talk to specialists about 
science and about, you know, but also we watch videos of like monkeys like killing (laughs) other animals, you know? And and, uh, yeah, it's the whole idea of like, you're not just enjoying a show, you're a part of a whole movement. You're a part of a lifestyle. And yeah, that, that that is something that I think was a more recent... Uh, development, I think, with and and it really had to do with the internet and how you could watch, you could enjoy Oprah in the middle of the afternoon, and then you could pick up her magazine and you could go online and go on her blog and and never really escape her if you don't want to. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you could always just kind of be listening to and receiving messages from Oprah. <laughs> And now you have the magazine in your home. But I think that people were probably trying to look for someone to tell them how to live their lives because this is also a quintessential year in men, especially right the year before 9-11. But for before 9-11, there's Y2K. Yes. And think of like this year of what a release I imagine. Now, at the time, I remember being genuinely scared that the world was going to end at the end of New Year's Eve uh, in the end of 1999. So, Jackie, all you had to do was down an entire large pint bottle of Smirnoff 100 oh. around 8 p.m. on that New Year's. And then, Jackie, you wouldn't have been worried about anything because you would have been hugging a toilet like myself through oh, that New Year's. I should have. Why wasn't I? No, I was just crying. I probably should have been taken to a hospital that New Year's. Talk about what the, what the media did to young people. Like, I was just young enough to be terrified of it. Me too. And I felt like if I was just, like, if I, if we were that age, though, MJ, like, just a little bit older of, like, nothing's gonna happen. What do you think? Like, and no matter what anyone told me, I was like, we're gonna die. And so this entire year, I also felt like, it was like, or what if we're gonna die at the end of this right. year? And then I it was I was obsessed with, and even in looking at all of these pop culture things, I remember being obsessed with the idea that I think that what if they were wrong and the world is actually going to end at the end of this year instead? <laughs> and oh, I, the anxiety that I've always had was just oh my god, it snowballed. My thing with Y two K was that I, and it's funny that I think of like this time as I was an adult because. I remember thinking with Y2K that my understanding was, you know, that the problem was, oh, the computers will think it's 1900. And I remember thinking, well, what if, what if reality also goes back to 1900? Like, what if we're all suddenly like dressed in clothes from the 1900s and we all have to like churn our own butter and shit? And That's I was pretty excited about thought. that. Yeah. Oh, you were excited? Why? I was, because I was obsessed with old timey things, but before when I was a child, <laughs> and so I was like, I mean, if we all go back to living in like like it's 1900, I think that would be kind of fun, you know? Let's so go I back. I thought we were all gonna have to like live like pioneers, like Laura Ingalls Wilder, and I thought that that would be kind of nice. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I also, big year for video games for me. We don't have to get too far into it. The PlayStation 2 drops this year, but more of a question for Jackie, because I know you you were, are now a fan. Did you get in on The Sims, which was released this year for the first time? Did you get in on, not SimCity, not, but The Sims, which I know you're a fan of that, uh, that game series. I when know. did you get in on it? Did you get in on the first game, that game released in 2000? No, I got in on the second one. I remember okay. that because that was, um, I, I would know I was in high school and I had to play it on the family computer that was in like the the common space so uh-huh. i would be upset well, and napster and everything too yes and i would be so shared computer because i would want to get the 
the added on hot tub, or not the hot tub, the uh, vibrating bed, because then you can make them <laughs> woohoo underneath the blanket. Very fun. Very so fun. no, not quite yet at this point in time. I wasn't, I think that this was around the time when I was playing um, the, no, not Pokemon. What is Pokemon Neopets. This time. Oh yeah, Neopets, Neopets and like uh, Game Boy Color. Poke- yes. Pokemon on Game Boy Color for sure. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah you know, is. I gotta say, I'm looking at this year in review, and I think that 2000 was a vastly inferior year to 1998. I think that <laughs> there were a lot of important things that happened as a year, like at culture, there was a, all these important cultural shifts. But I, I just feel like, yeah, I mean, it just isn't as fun. I feel like 19, 1998 was really bubblegummy. I wonder if we'll go back to 99. I think one of the things I love about 99 that's like was horrible at the time, but fun to talk about in hindsight was Woodstock 99, which I think was kind of the death of like music festivals for a long time before Coachella and Bonnaroo brought them back. Uh, But it was also the uh, kind of the death of new metal in a lot of ways as well. And like that super angry. (laughs) Uh, This was the release of hybrid theory. Thank you very much. Lincoln Park. (laughs) Anybody? Well, Lincoln Park. Is that considered new metal? Lincoln Park? Yes. Oh, okay. Somebody's going to come after me for that. Probably. No, I I just feel like Lincoln Park, like almost needs a different name because it did definitely felt like, and I was past being into that type of music by this point in my life, but it felt like the new wave of whatever new metal was for sure. I'm, oh no, it's definitely the shittier side of new metal. <laughs> I will give you that. The of like you know uh, the three doors down that I was obsessed with. Uh, I'd you know. say you know what in hindsight the two though I would say Lincoln Park was three doors down a stronger band with better music than Limp Bizkit. And I think looking back, like I think that they had a little bit more. They were a little bit more, uh, let's say, emotionally in touch with themselves. Ooh, Lincoln Park. Yeah, Lincoln oh, Park yeah. than 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 Limp Limp Bizkit. Why am I so angry all the time? Just like because you need therapy, bro. And like, it's really you're an idiot too because you're really stupid. And sometimes stupid people just are angry a lot because they don't. They're like monkey man need banana but can't have banana. You know what I mean? And so it causes songs like break stuff to be written. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I will say I don't think it was the be all end all of the music. Um, you know new fun waves of stuff. However, you know, Creed was out there being Creed. Big year for Creed. Trying, begging to be taken higher, and uh, (laughs) no one would take them up there. (laughs) Big year for shitty music, Yeah, oh, God. I mean, there's Smooth, the Santana featuring Rob Thomas I hated that as well. I hated hated that that as well. This is the thing, and so it's always like, oh, make fun of me when I got, like, went through my jazz phase. I was like, I'm gonna listen to jazz. It's because this was the music of the time. Yeah, so I escaped not as good into a year jazz. for pop music. I, I learned, yeah, I escaped into I didn't want to get into it because it was released at the end of 99, but this is Destiny's Child writing to the wall. I, I mean, that is a, an amazing album. Yeah, but for sure. I would, th- I dare say it's of the big albums of like, of the like excessively popular albums, it was one of the few really good ones because probably my favorite album of this time like doesn't hold up for just lyrical reasons and content reasons and that would be that Eminem album which like I was obsessed with it at the time but it's hard to go back to a lot of that music because as much as you want to enjoy it I mean he said like there's just some gnarly shit in that in that music lyrically yeah uh that's not great and, and then there's and, some horrible yeah. songs like I'm blue I just so checked out and that 
It was just like, talk about in an angry time of my life. And then you give me songs like that. And I'm like, well, now you're just making me even angrier. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It really was a time where like a lot of the big pop stuff was just released. So again, that's Ooh, why I although the I song a faded lot of by soul a lot decision. of jazz. <laughs> uh, by the way, what song? Do you remember that song? Kind of faded, but I feel all right. Think about oh. making my move tonight. I can't pretend that you're only my friend when you're holding my body tight. I just had to see the name of the song by Soul Decision, <laughs> and I remembered it. But then look up, please. I implore you, put in Soul Decision one word and look at the picture of these. 60 year old men that were singing this song about what they <laughs> just when I get you all yes. alone, I'm gonna take off all your clothes. Like, it's oh all this just. Um, they weren't that old, they really weren't. There's a lot of two old guys singing to 16 year old girls. There was a lot of that happening, just far too old to be talking to 16 year old girls, definitely, and lyrically about sexual stuff. That was definitely a, a big part of this time. And yeah. then, this is for me the first time I realized that pop country was a thing. Oh, So God. I'm living in Florida, oh. and Faith Hill was yes. big for me. I yes. really loved Faith Hill. And that was another one of those things of you in Florida at that time period, you had to like Faith Hill or you're gay. And it was that. <laughs> like, that's what I would... And at the time period, in seventh grade, I was Don't like... Don't like her too much, oh, you're yeah, also gay. No, of course. <laughs> or you're also... Like, it's always this, like, horrible fucking disgusting trap that people make up for some reason. And also, what does it fucking matter? Yeah. But, but did you guys know that Peaches Fuck the Pain Away was from the year 2000? Wow. No! I mean, definitely not a song that... Well, when did Lost in Translation come out? Because that's definitely the first time I I heard that song would be in that the pain away. Yeah, but then there was oh, I well. knew uh, I loved you before I met you. Henry used to make fun of me for listening to Savage Garden, but again, it was all a ploy on the outside so that I could listen to my Lincoln Park in peace and my creed. <laughs> Uh, another big thing technologically. So Napster was a thing I I loved too. That like. It was the first time, and it was because of the internet and things like that, and not knowing what you're doing, because as a kid, you could at e very easily do something illegal that you don't even realize is illegal until like you're in a lot of trouble for it. I remember like I got those AOL, um, what was those software that you could like fuck with people through AOL if you got this like software, you could punt them. Do you remember, if you remember the phrase punting? No. Very vaguely. This sounds familiar. So, so this was like, if you wanted to be a bad kid on like AIM, you could download these different types of software that would essentially like fuck with other people's AIM oh. accounts and stuff. And if you did this thing called punting, it would essentially like overload their system by sending like too many messages all at once and it would like shut their their AOL down and stuff. Like it was like bad kid stuff. And I remember I almost got in a lot of trouble with uh, that. Like the a people from AOL, like called my house. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, had to, and I had to play stupid or no, I think my mom called to be like, why doesn't AOL work for us anymore? And it was because they blocked us because I was doing a bunch of like ill shit. And I had to lie and be like, I don't know what it's you're like talking about. It's hackers. Shit. I was going to say such a dumb thing to do on your parents' computer. Just I like know, completely so fuck stupid. up your parents' computer. Because you 
You have no idea. You're like, I didn't know this was illegal. I thought I was just being a fucking weird fucker on AOL. I didn't, you know, you just don't connect digital. It's like white collar crime. Like you don't connect that it's a crime. Yeah. Actually. Right. But it is. And um, the other thing with that too was that, you know, Napster now all of a sudden, I don't think it happened in 2000, but all of a sudden it was around these years that, um, oh, they were just like arresting people and taking them to court and putting them in jail. Remember that? Remember that big push for music stealing where oh, they, yeah. these like four families got fucked out of nowhere because they were just randomly drawn out of a hat and they ended up having to pay like thousands of dollars oh, in yeah. like rights oh, damages yeah. or whatever. Like that was But it put the really fear crazy. of God into me. I was yeah. so scared. I thought so, that yeah. someone was going to find me. Sit, you could just sit down and use it. I mean, everyone was using it at one point, you know? The other thing though I was going to throw out there too uh, the that Nokia phone with snake on it uh-huh. that that oh. was really the first and I don't I don't think I even had a cell phone technically until I was in college but still I was using other people's phones and all of a sudden you were just talking about how in our episode on 1998 how like oh you could just leave and like no one would know where you were well that all changes really starting this year with you are always accountable yep. Yeah, and and it was such a huge, huge cultural shift because of technology, and not just because of the internet, but also because of mobile phones. And the battery would last for like four days because you weren't using it to do yeah. anything else, Dude, you know. So you couldn't even go on battery. To- maybe Snake, um, but I was probably playing Snake on my TI eighty two. Am I right? Oh yeah, oh, my yeah. No, I definitely. We I had uh, put the games onto my TI eighty four so that I could play games mm-hmm. on it. Um, I forgot though about the movie Keeping the Faith that I was really obsessed with. Oh, oh Why yeah. Why were we like? I feel like I would like a lot of people <laughs> that was in a our age group. <laughs> it was obsessed with keeping the faith, but that movie was not for a 13-year-old to enjoy. Like I feel like yeah. I imagine why wasn't I bored? Is it just because I wanted to have sex with all three of them? Both Jenna Elfman, Edward Norton, and Ben Stiller. It was also like the forbidden Ooh. love because Edward Norton is a priest and Ben Stiller is a rabbi and all three of them have been friends forever. This is a big year for Edward Norton and my love for Edward Norton. I think oh, that yeah. also Keeping the Faith is yeah. such a 2000 even... representation of diversity because yes. it's like, yes. what if there was a Christian and a and Jewish person? a Jewish person. And they're yes, all yes. white. Like, I feel oh, like it's just yeah. such, a, such yeah. an extremely 2000 thing looking at like this google because if you just google like movies to 2000 movies um i feel like i'm in a blockbuster looking at a wall yes definitely like it is so every one of these covers like unbreakable i think i was working at blockbuster actually that's probably why i feel that way i think this is when i'm working at blockbuster <laughs> ah that makes uh, sense I think for sure also, yeah, yeah. american yeah. psycho came out this year final destination psycho was big. came out this year yeah yeah that was a big final one destination. damn that was a uh, big I, one for me, but this is also the year. No wonder you were listening. I know that you were listening to jazz because you enjoy jazz, but Chocolat <laughs> came out this year, and I, I remember that Chocolat. was one of those things. See, and that was one of those things I was like, fuck that movie. Fuck everybody who likes that movie. Ha. You know when you're that age and you choose mm-hmm. things to hate people for for no reason, yep, and Chocolat, right. I still haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, right? Should I see it? You would just hate people because they just wore a shoe or something you just yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh chocolate's that. awesome yeah chocolate's a great indie I, I this is that's my actual shit at this time i'm like feeling like i'm better than everybody else because i'm listening to jazz and i am watching movies <laughs> you were like, the reason you're the reason why mm-hmm. i hated the people that like i was that guy <laughs> requiem for requiem for a dream um uh you know uh best in show was this year oh, man 
just a ton of indie greats and comedy outside of the indie space is fucking terrible. Me, myself, oh my and Irene, God. Little Nicky, The Ladies Man. But what about Where the Heart Is? Because another one of those weird movies, because I believe, is that not the movie where she has the baby inside of the Walmart? Mm. <laughs> I don't remember. And anybody? Are. Nobody? <laughs> I'm also just looking nobody. at the, I'm looking at the covers of them as well. of just You're right. Having these throwbacks inside of my brain. High Fidelity, that was like a big one for me because I'm just like kind of looking towards getting into college. I think that that's like kind of the people I'm going to be dealing with soon, including my own self. Uh, for sure, oh, that was a big the one. Cell, talk about another weird sexual awakening of mine. The Cell came out in the year two thousand. I think I would like to go back. I saw that in the theater, by the way, and oh, it was yeah. definitely wigged me out. But uh, oh, I, yeah. I would, I think, eventually like to go back to t- nineteen ninety nine because I do think it, the funny thing about ninety nine, I believe, is the year of American Pie and like the horny. It was like the perfect time, for, at least for me to go see like horny teen comedies in the theater that yeah. was such like cruel intentions uh-huh. like oh yeah that was, was 99 about, oh yeah it was all about going with your friends and getting weirdly horny in the dark in a movie theater together as a group and that was very weird oh and what a way to build a community um this has been what a beautiful walk down memory lane that we've oh, done pay it forward pay it forward oh, Kim. Oh, it's a big God. year for you MJ big year for me in the movie theaters I, I was in the movie theaters Big year. two times he ain't pay it forward Bon Jovi <laughs> is just your absolute everything <laughs> oh who's dating so oh someone big is dating Bon Jovi's son right now and I thought of you because I was like, I wonder if MJ would also be into Bon Jovi's son. <laughs> also, n- not that I don't like the movie, but unfortunately, Almost Famous comes out and becomes like the favorite film of all the people I hated in my theater school and college. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. <laughs> See, and I loved it, though. Great movie. Oh, so inspirationalness. I like it now, but it really was all the goody two-shoe like kids who thought they could be rock and roll in a du- in the most musical theater way possible. Like, loved that movie. And it made me hate it so much even though I definitely think it's a good movie uh, but also um, John Bon Jovi's son Jake is dating Millie Bobby Brown right now oh wow alright yeah, I will look into that yeah yeah. <laughs> you look into it get back to me on it uh, but this has been wonderful and uh, I think that I'm gonna go listen to No Strings Attached and uh, we'll see what, what where that leads me for the rest of my fucking day and thank you guys so much for going back in time with us to talk about the year 2000 hit us up with some you know if you if you were like oh man this big defining part of my life happened in the year 2000 and um there's also we didn't even bring up the song this is the story of girl oh, oh. oh i just get mad i just <laughs> collect that at the world just hearing that just reminds me how mad i was at everybody at the time oh uh, yeah it's very I was see pretty another bad. thing that made me angry was the song it's beautiful day hey, yes yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck Ooh, that I song hate it because you're just like forced to be at malls a lot and like yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're like always yeah. going to the mall. You're like, why do we have to go to the mall? Like, you're not into going to the mall anymore. It's like become a thing you hate. You're just but like, you why do we always have to be to here? Go. Yeah, there's so nowhere else. else to go. There's the movie theater. There's, I mean, at least I had cigarettes at this point. Like, uh, <laughs> weed and everything else. No, but, yeah. we're just the coffee the shop. Pain I was in the coffee shop a lot. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, check us out. Patreon.com forward slash. Uh, <laughs> 
That's about as plug my other Patreon. <laughs> Check us out at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Check us out on there. There's so much content, y'all. Every single week we pump it out and it's like a ton. It's way, way more than five bucks worth. I promise you that. Also, check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash holdnators ho. I'm streaming Monday, Tuesday, Fridays, at least until that paternity leave comes, baby. Get it in now. Uh, all right, MJ. My name is MJ. I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. And I'm Big Dog Zabrowski. Thank you guys for joining us today. You can follow me on Instagram at JackThatWorm. Or you can come check me out over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash. Oh no, it's Jackie. And this is a reminder that this evening, August 5th, we will be watching Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1. So we will see you guys soon. And we love you so much. And we'll be back next week. Bye, Bye, everybody. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. are true overwhelming power sauce of destiny yes the most legendary sauce has arrived as mcdonald's transforms into the anime world of wickdonald's the greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili wickdonald's sauce to make your 10-piece wicknuggets fries and sprite ultra powerful unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at wickdonald's go i participate in mcdonald's for a limited time while supplies last In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.